0: The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit.
1: Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. The countdown to FetishCon 2023 continues as we cannot wait to get down to St. Petersburg, Florida, August 10th through 13th for an amazing event. You can get your tickets right now at fetishcon.com. We'll be joining you with red carpet coverage, special podcasts, special live streams, and a whole bunch of other surprises that we can't wait to share with you. Our next guest is going to be a part of FetishCon 2023 in a way that she might not have ever imagined, but in a way that brings imagination in the logo. Tiramisu has been modeling and producing in the fetish industry since 2014. She's worked on so many different people in fetish, she can't even list them all. She's been known for being silly, campy, and having extreme over-the-top acting, but that's what makes her so much fun. And in 2023, she has been named the living model for the FetishCon 2023 logo, where she'll be making special appearances throughout the convention and leading up to the convention as the actual logo of FetishCon 2023. It's an honor to have Teramisu on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want.
0: the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five and it starts now. First time
1: you ever found yourself tied up and what your reaction was to it.
2: Okay, so first time I was tied up was not when I was in the industry. Um, it was actually with somebody, actually through my best friend and her partner at the time, and both of them were in the industry. Um, but this was before I got in the industry, and uh, I got—I can't remember exactly what the tie was. Uh, I was—I know that I was tied to up to one of my other friends, and it was kind of more of a shibari. Type tie um but it was brief and it was fun and I was like oh fun exploring and stuff I can't remember it it was I would say I was probably like around like 26 27 around that time it was before I I moved back home to Florida that's that's all I can remember about it it was fun (laughs) it led to some interesting times (laughs)
1: First time anybody ever called you silly or campy?
2: Ooh. Hmm. I think I was the first one to call myself that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because that's like, that's my whole, that's my MO. That's that's me in a nutshell. Um, I mean, I've always been silly and campy, like throughout my entire childhood growing up and always trying to make people laugh uh so for someone to to actually say it to me um first time it must have been sometime at the very beginning of the industry uh me starting in the industry um when I started producing so yeah probably like eight years ago or so
1: because we've talked about it, I actually know about your first shoot mm-hmm. because it was in a blue cat suit with Shiny. You spread eagled and you had the most amazing eyes that I still can't forget.
2: First of all, that was not my very first shoot, that Uh-oh. was Shiny's first professional shoot.
1: Oh, even better. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, and I was already in the industry for about a year at that point. Okay. And uh, I was his first professional model. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, I didn't think much of it. <laughs> but uh, that those were definitely some great shots. He actually shot with GoPros. It was fun. We had a fun time. Um, my first shoot... It, oh, God. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know if you would call this a shoot, but I would definitely say this is the first time I, when I was in the industry that I got tied up, it was at Gigi's house. And um, we were at one of Gigi's famous Fetcon parties, the Tuesday before Fetcon. Everybody was there. All the bondage people were there. And it was my first party going to, but I went with Arias. Um, She was basically the one that kind of walked me through uh the beginning of everything and that's where i met gg and jim and and dominic wolf who tied me up and there's video of it and uh yeah he he put me in a reverse prayer if i remember correctly and i i didn't even know how to make up at that point uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love a bare face, I'm wearing some like glasses, and my hair was all half up like this, and um, and I was just looking all wholesome, and <laughs> and I was reverse prayer on the ground in a hog tie, wow. um, and then everybody's coming up to me trying to like tickle me and fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun.
1: First time you walked into a fetish con and what were you feeling?
2: Okay, first VATCON was actually, um, I'm gonna say 2013. So this was before I got into the industry. Uh, I came on the last day, Uh, it was a Sunday. It was still in Tampa at the time. And I was with my previous boyfriend. Um, And we were just walking around, just kind of just checking out. We're um, just, just coming in as fans, basically uh so you know we only had so much access but we didn't really know what to do or where to go anyway so we kind of just went through like the dealer's room and just kind of looked at things and then we just kind of left I I just didn't really know what to do um (laughs) and then the following year was when I went as attending talent and um I kind of just followed Arias's lead um she took me to her shoots um I played camera person as some of them and hung out with her essentially the entire time and that was that same year that I, I got tied up by Dominic Wolf at Gigi's party. Um, yeah, so 2014 is when we kicked into high gear. But yeah, 2013 is technically the first time I went to on. It was the last day at on.
1: Your reaction to the first time when they said, we want to make you the living logo of
2: FetishCon. Okay, so... <laughs> So honestly, it was just supposed to be like a fun time joke. Um, I was honestly just trying to do the um the silhouette challenge on TikTok. Uh, I saw other people doing it, and they were they were doing it certain ways. And I was like, ah, it's not. It's too sexy, you know. I don't want to do that type of silhouette. And then I saw some people doing it where um they were like replicating images and stuff of like um. Just any kind of image or whatever just looked like something. And I was like, oh, okay, I could do something like that. And then I just like, when I did it with the producer and we pieced that all together, and I was like, huh, ah, that's kind of funny. I did a TikTok. Neat. And then um I got a message from the Fetcon Twitter. And they're like, Yeah, we really like that. We would love you to be the living logo. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they told me all the perks that came with it. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like I, it was, it was just for funsies. Uh, I, mean, I wasn't trying to like gain any kind of like attention or anything like that just because I mean, I already, um, I've already established myself, so people mm-hmm. already know who I am. So it's not like, this is going to give me, I mean, I, I will definitely appreciate the boost uh, and attention, but it's, I wasn't needing it. I don't, I don't feel like I need it. I just, I'm just like, Oh, this is fun. Huh? You know, like, and now I'm just going to like, Oh another fun thing to uh, add on to the list of things i've done in my in my career
1: <laughs> and we I, will I think ta- it'll
2: be fun i'm excited
1: i'm excited too because yeah. i'll get to work with you and we'll talk about that cool. as we return on what women and other wonderful humans want joined by Teramizu. and yeah. we'll be back in a moment
0: we do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at VenusConnections.com. That's VenusConnections.com. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book Yes Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book Yes Mistress takes you on a provocative, eye opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Mail submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine.
1: Yes Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com.
0: We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at www.podcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy, as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There, Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky.
1: Thank you, Nookie, back on the program with Teramisu. Oh my gosh, it seems like we've known each other forever, but we only met each other at FetishCon last year. I know. Because, because I know I'd been chasing you to try to get you on the show. Mm-hmm. But you are a very, very busy model, fetishist, everything.
2: I do all the things. It... <laughs> I can't help. So what
1: got you wanting to do that because obviously you showed up at a fetish con mm-hmm. something in you made you go hmm maybe this could be for me
2: um okay so i was still living in tennessee um i finally decided to move back home it was mainly a is like the center of a lot of things for me. She is my best friend for 25 years. We grew up together. She knows me, I know her. She's been in this industry, uh she actually just retired uh at her 20 year last year. And while she was still in it, she saw that I was basically struggling, working two jobs, you know, um just barely making it in life and I didn't really see any kind of like going forward anywhere, not doing much. And she knows or she knew, um, you know, what type of money she could bring in and what she was capable of doing and how it, you know, allowed her to be a creative and just be, you know, have a different type of uh, outlet and be able to uh, financially survive comfortably. So she just wanted to kind of give me that opportunity. And, you know, she knew the right people to introduce me to. So I, I, was very fortunate with that. I didn't really run into a lot of weirdos or perverts or that type of thing. Um, And I just saw what what a great community this is. Um, Like everybody is, you know, here to help each other out, trying to find ways to uh, maximize profits, make money, have a good time. Um, And, you know, I just, I I saw that the the income was coming in um, a lot more than what I was producing at my full-time restaurant job. So at that point, that's when I realized it was about a year in, um, where I was seeing that income and it was consistent that I was like, okay, maybe I can see about possibly like doing less hours at my job and doing more hours as, you know, a model. Um, I would, I would take my vacation time and use that to go on tours on my days off. I would be, um, producing content for producers or myself doing trade with other models um utilizing as many platforms as I could to kind of you know not have my eggs all in one basket but kind of branch out and and see the residuals coming in and um and that's I kind of just started to see like I kind of made myself a little algorithm and it was just like a whole bunch of like things that I did to kind of just see like okay so how can I you know, what's stopping me from going to the next level? What do I need to do? And then I would just accomplish those things. And and then, then I realized I don't need my restaurant job working 10 plus hours a day on my feet, carrying 15 to 20 pound trays to only get a few dollars in tips.
1: Wow. But people so, don't realize just how hard work this is they go it's very hard yeah tell uh, take me through a typical day of a of a shooting day so people can have a really good understanding of this isn't just people looking pretty with a phone in
2: yeah it's not just like oh a few feet pics are gonna make you like a lot of money it's not it's uh strategizing it's um marketing and promotion and um trying to find the right audience and and you know just being yourself um i've noticed that like i i succeed a lot more when i'm just being me versus Mm -hmm. me trying to be something that i'm not or something that doesn't like work with what i produce like i'm not and this might be going off track a little bit but i'm not a sexy person so it's just easier for me to be goofy and make people laugh. And for whatever reason, it seems to work in this industry. I don't know why, but it does. Um, but I mean, it, it being sexy may work for other people. That doesn't work for me. Um, but in the day of me doing this stuff, um, so, uh, well, if I could just kind of get past the parts of like, taking care of my, my normal daily routine of my dog and my, my family. Um, well, I got the shoot, so I got to prep the studio. Um, I got to know what content I'm shooting. Um, because if it's just me, I mean, I can spend all day doing it cause I won't have a time limit or I won't feel rushed to be like, well, I got to get certain things done in a certain amount of time because I'm paying people. But if there is talent involved, Um, that I have to pay, they get paid hourly, and they get paid a lot hourly. So I need to make sure that I um, plan everything properly as far as like, okay, this is the content that we're shooting, Um, let me make sure the script is ready, um, that the props are ready, that the wardrobe is ready. So this is stuff I have to do the night before because doing it the day of, I'll be scrambling. my hand motions. I don't know if you, if you're, if you do, if it's just all audio or if you, catch my hand motions. But I can hear the
1: hand motions and it's beautiful.
2: You can hear the hand motions. I just like magic. (laughs) Like today, um, I was shooting with Gia Love and Fun Size Frank. And, um, we were just, we didn't have any custom videos. We just, I was just shooting out of pocket. Um, But we had, you know, a certain amount of content that needed to be shot, and um, Gia was primarily the camera person, so she was basically helping me just stage the rooms and get everything going, and that we could just keep going and not get distracted, because that's that's something that happens a lot. And, um, but we managed to get everything done in a timely manner, just like, just under three hours. Uh, We got a fair amount of content done. And then... um, After that, after filming, then it's breaking down everything, um, putting things away, putting away the lights, putting away the equipment, um, resetting the rooms. Um, then it gets to, uh, you know, uploading documents, paperwork, um, you know, for compliance, making sure the talent is of legal age, that they consented to everything that they've shot, um putting all that on the, on the interwebs and getting that all uploaded, uh, uploading all the content, which if you don't have a fast enough internet speed, that will take forever. Um, editing the content and um, then putting it online to sell and then promoting the content. So, I mean, I, my day hasn't even ended yet and it's still like, it's just past seven o'clock. Um, my day started at one o'clock today. Well, that's when the shoot started. My day actually started at 630 when my dog decided to wake me up early.
1: <laughs> but having an idea of what that day is like. Mm-hmm. Most people who download a video are going, wow, this is 3, 10, 20 minutes of, of really good stuff, but they don't realize the hours it takes to actually make it that
2: Mhm-. Yep. It's uh, my day's still going. So it'll still be going, uh, probably till about 11 or 12 o'clock tonight. Um, cause I still got to get all the content uploaded, um, into, onto my uh, desktop. Then I have to edit it and send it out to my admin girl. And, uh, then she'll fortunately I have that going for me. Um, I have an admin person, so that takes, it takes a little bit off my shoulders that I can hire somebody to, um, do all the uh, admin behind the scenes, like uploading the content, putting in the compliance, doing the clip descriptions, the tags. And then she also does my promotion for me. So that that helps a little bit (laughs) for sure.
1: How much fun do you have planning things out? Because I've seen some of your character work and it's the the, the (laughs) Scooby-Doo character work that (laughs) is wonderful. Just take take us
2: on There's a trip. So there are so many things. Um, we had a fun fun idea today that um involved fun size Frank and Gia and me uh and a transformation video and it involved Frank turning into a woman. <laughs> and also because I have fun props, so I have these oversized like breast plates <laughs> i have two different ones i have a size h cup and a size s cup and i'm looking to go even bigger if i can find them and if wow. i can afford them but right now i got the two but so today i had frank he put on the size h boobs so we did a little uh little snippet of that of him like realizing that he's slowly turning into a woman and then suddenly it turned into me And I'm under the covers and then I pull off the sheets and realize I have long hair. I got nails, um, big booty, big boobs. And I'm just checking myself out. I'm like, where's my dick? I can't find my dick. And And then all of a sudden Gia comes into the room because she originally was in the room with Frank and then she left the room and now she's coming back and she's like, who are you? You're a hussy. You're a hussy in Frank's clothing. What's going on? (laughs) so then she realizes that i'm playing frank now and and then she's like oh so you're a woman now and then you know it starts to get it starts to get hot and steamy at that point but it was just the setup was just like the best part putting frank in a pair of fake boobs (laughs) that was the highlight of my day right there
1: one of the the scenes that i've seen you in is with the and the, I think this was on your Instagram where you were just lying down and Gia came up with this huge ass vibrator. I mean <laughs> that it was it was like three times the size of what you would normally see, like almost like a, a bowling pin, but twice as big. <laughs> and
0: you two just hey, the eyes with the both Hold on, that bow hold on, were, hold on I will, I will. <laughs>
1: you mean this one that one yes and and we will we will definitely take a picture in...
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is actually um this actually belonged to Gigi okay and um after her passing uh it was given to me Aww. because um the person who gave it to me um who was handling, uh, helping handle all of uh, Gigi's belongings? Um, she she told me Gigi knew that that I would use this the most. Uh, she just was like, "This screams you, and you would <laughs> use this," and it's just hilarious. I think actually, I don't. I from what I remember, that was I was told. I think Gigi only used this vibrator on me in a clip <laughs> and I think that was the only time she ever used this so it, it's it's actually it's really funny because how like overly oversized this thing is mm-hmm. but it, it's it, a lamp it, it, it holds some um sentimental meaning to me okay. and um I, I'm happy that I got to have that um so I have plans uh I'm, I'm gonna have to come up with all the things uh but yeah we're definitely gonna have to do like color stuff color schemed type uh themed things like velma and daphne just because it's purple it's like daphne oh, that screams daphne all day mm-hmm. um i could do a wario waluigi because waluigi's purple um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> some type of cosplay stuff um i think it would just be fun to utilize that. and yes it works
1: i was wondering
2: yes it works <laughs> it works so great so gia actually had me use it on her in one of her videos it was really funny because I was a I was a sex bot of course because that only makes sense that I would be you know campy and goofy um so I'm being a sex bot and you know trying to be all hot and stuff and then I glitch and then I pull out this thing (laughs) and then force it on Gia (laughs) and then I kind of turn into like a femdom bot type and i was just like take it take it take it and she's like oh no <laughs> like we can't we can't take this seriously this, this is just too fun and silly and i, I make a lot of people laugh mm-hmm. and, and 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 come at the same time i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i love your energy and your spirit it is great I do want to talk about the person you just talked about which mm-hmm. is Milf Gigi. Mm-hmm. I never had an opportunity to meet her. Mm-hmm. I do know how beloved she was in this community. She's left us much too early. Talk to me about what Gigi meant to you.
2: Oh man. Um Gigi was amazing. She's like um another mom really um and just her her whole everything about her was just awesome and um I was able to go to the celebration which was cool I I was actually on tour when they had the funeral so I didn't have the opportunity to do that but I did get the opportunity to go say goodbye to her at the hospital um which was uh really cool um she she was just a spitfire She's fucking hilarious and that's i think like it, it i don't even really know what to say because she's just she just had amazing awesomeness to her mm-hmm. uh she yeah she just always made me laugh and and I, I don't know, I just love to be around uh, positive energy. And she was just full of it. And I would just call her all the time. We would just hang out. We weren't just, you know, like, you know, co-workers. We were very, we were good friends. I would always go to her, her, um her barbecues and, um, you know, not always like work related stuff. I would just be able to just go see her and um, just talk to her about anything. It was really cool. I know there was a lot of other people that were much closer with her, um, but I definitely enjoyed the time that I got to spend with her in the last um, eight years, which was really nice. Um, Getting to know her and um, develop a friendship with her. Um, I've never, I don't believe uh, outside of one other person, she's the only other person that I've lost that had meaning
1: Mm. uh,
2: in my life. So, um yeah like it I've noticed that uh I still grieve from time to time um but it's you know I've I've processed it as much as I could and uh but no she she was just an amazing person in general um yeah she just always lit up the entire room and just yeah super 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 awesome lady
1: It really goes to show that the human side of what you do, the friends that you make, the smiles that you give, the smiles that you get back. Mm -hmm. You may do the most awesome thing on video or on film or whatever, but the fact is the things that go into your heart on an everyday basis are just amazing. I know the first time that, that I met you, we it was out on the street right outside the garage that you were probably walking from. Yeah, And I just said, hello. And you were kind of like, oh, hi. But by the time Fetish Con was finished, it was almost as though that you and I were buddies. Yeah. <laughs> when you can be your genuine self okay. and not have to worry about what the outside world may think of you. Mm-hmm. How freeing is that to you?
2: Oh, it's great. Um, it's 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 nice to be um, within my group of people uh, that I don't have to stress or um, put on like a mask in order to like protect myself and my image or you know my mental health or anything like that. I can just I can just be me because everybody just the people that know me, um, you know, whatever comes out of my mouth, you know, there's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Cause I, I'm, I'm generally a, um, I'm very blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I try to reserve that for only the people that I trust. Um, and I know that will protect me and, um, that will, uh yeah that that just won't run off and you know try to um destroy my image or anything like that just because it's something that I just you know like because most of the time I try to protect what I say and do behind a screen like I, I customer service a lot of stuff um but I like on the spot It's not so much that it's like whatever's like immediately hitting me in the face at that moment. So, you know, I like I would probably rephrase or rewrite something or, you know, like I would I would kind of like reword it a little bit more politely or more professionally if, if I had the opportunity to do so, like on an email or a text message or something like that, where I had the opportunity to like step back and be like, okay, well, this person said this do I want to, how do I want to respond? I don't want to just diarrhea of the mouth and just like, say whatever the hell I want to say. Like I got to protect my image, but around my friends, you know, they know, I mean, well, they know I'm not trying to, um, be rude, condescending or disrespectful. It's just sometimes just things come out the way they come out out of me. Um, and, and they, they don't, they don't worry about it. And that that makes me feel safe in a safe space that I can just be kind of open like that.
1: And safety is such a big thing, especially when you are known within one community and another community may not exactly understand who you Mm -hmm. are. Can you reminisce about a story where someone discovered what you did and had a positive reaction
2: about it? I don't think I've ever really given anybody the opportunity to have a negative reaction hmm. um, because I, I phrase it in ways to make it seem like, holy crap, this chick knows how to make some good money and on a professional level. And she's not just fucking off and partying and drink, you know, and doing drugs and getting wild she's creating a whole business out of this. And that's how I present it Mm -hmm. to people that aren't aware of what I do for work. And then I, I mean, I've, I've, I presented it enough times now. (laughs) So, uh, but the first time I had to do it was, um, was with my mom. Uh, I, I opened up to her and told her, uh, it's, it took a year for me to open up to my family about things. Cause I wanted to make sure this is what I wanted to do. Um, but I, I gave her my business structure of how I was, um, going to move forward in this industry and, um, what steps I've already taken and, uh, what I can do to maximize profit and, um, and she's like, well, that's actually pretty smart. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, you know, like it, it's labor. It, it's it's just a different type. But I'm just, you know, utilizing other parts of me for, you know, for money.
1: Did you worry <laughs> at all that she wouldn't accept it that way? Um,
2: I mean, I I do know my mom. Uh and how she reacts to certain things. And it was a toss-up. Uh, I mean, it wasn't gonna stop me. It was just kind of like a uh, are you are you gonna be cool with this? Are you just gonna give me a hard time? Like, I mean, I'm still gonna do this. So she she, you know, she wrapped her head around it pretty quickly and uh was was all right with it. And she ended up being in some of my videos too.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's that may be one of the best stories i've heard yet
2: Mm -hmm. yeah we we utilized her to do more pg stuff um and it was fun because we made it fun and campy uh she with the first video i did with her and this is my favorite fucking video uh because the way i edited it was just so great um she's a little old lady and i'm this like badass you know mean chicks gonna like i can't remember i think it was like a landlord or something i don't remember what the scenario was but anyway she ended up turning into this like whole karate like superstar type thing and just beat my ass because my mom actually has martial arts experience as do i and um we kind of uh <laughs> used that to our advantage and we created a whole damn video about and she was dressed up like like a 65 year old little bit like no, 85-year-old Biddy, because my mom was, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, my mom, I think at the time was maybe 60. So I was like, oh, she can't be 65. She doesn't look 60. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, we got to dress her up to make her look like an 85-year-old Biddy <laughs> and beat my ass. And it was great. It was a lot of choreographed stunts and kicks and punches and, and comedy ensues and freaking sound effects and But yeah, so after I told my mom all about what I did in the industry, she was just like, this is really smart. Can I get in on this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) When we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, we're going to talk about the many faces of Tiramisu and all the fun that you have when we come back. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years.
2: Indeed. And it's got chapters like communication, power
1: exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife. The practical contract guide. Relationship shor-
2: shorthand. As well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years.
1: Check it out at eroticawakening.com/slash and collars. Bye Dan. Bye Dawn.
2: Are you curious about Kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe
0: you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious A BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, (laughs) is available on Amazon. Go
2: get it now.
0: Welcome to the Yoni-verse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur-of-the-moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you,
1: Nookie. Welcome back to the show. My name is John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I am joined by the amazing Teramisu. Where did the name come from?
2: Okay. Ah, I'll selling this story. Um. So, like I said before, I worked in a restaurant. Um, I worked at a restaurant called Carrabba's. It's a uh, Italian restaurant. It's all over the country primarily, mm-hmm. um, and. I transferred my job from Tennessee from my, my Knoxville location. I transferred over to St. Pete and that's when I moved in with Arias and she just let me kind of just work out of the restaurant for a little bit. At that time I had to get a new car and kind of just start over in a sense. I was leaving a previous boyfriend cause he didn't want to move with me. So, anyways um, I'm working at the restaurant and Arias is, you know, trying to get me into the industry. So she basically tells me the way for you to get recognized is to have a unique name it has to be unique, but easy to spell. Like, all right. So she's like, give me some ideas. What do you like? I'm like, okay. So I'm going through the ideas with her and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like, you know, I definitely have, um, uh, a large passion for um, Asian culture. I actually went to school for Asian studies with a Japanese minor. And um, I wanted to incorporate something in there with that. And I also work at an Italian restaurant and I'm like, I love cutesy, like little things, whatever. I could have maybe corporate like a dessert type name in there or something. So we're going through all the desserts at Carrabba's so we're like okay well there's this one ice cream dessert called john cole i'm like no i'm not gonna be called john (laughs) (laughs) it's a good ass dessert though (laughs) um there's a Sonio de chocolate uh it's like a chocolate lover's dream which i love that dessert that's one of my favorite desserts there uh but i'm like uh no first of all to spell that is just a little complicated and i don't know if people will be able to pronounce it right so we're like all right skip that one on and on and on and on and on and we get to tiramisu and i'm like okay tiramisu tiramisu Terra, Terra, Terra. okay that's a first name you can do that um tara is also latin for earth Mm -hmm. okay cool and then misu 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 is japanese for water <laughs> and it broke up the name teramizu and um so it also incorporates the elements and also say that sounds like the dessert mm-hmm. it's unique and easy to spell
1: teramizu hmm and it has a nice ring to it yeah <laughs> When you come up with your characters, how much of it is pre-planned and how much of it is improv? Okay,
2: a lot of this stuff is on the fly. <laughs> uh, most of my ideas, most of my ideas are usually either like two hours before the shoot or during the shoot. It's because I like to bounce ideas off of people. Like when I collab with people, I want to see like what ideas they're coming up with and what ideas I'm coming up with. And then we just kind of like piece things together and just make this like amazing, awkward, crazy, chaotic thing. And then uh, we just like improv throughout the entire scene and see where it takes us and see if we can even carry the entire scene, which most of the time we do. Sometimes we like break down and start laughing hysterically because of how re- ridiculous we're acting um but uh yeah a lot of my stuff's on the fly I wish I could be more prepared but sometimes the better ideas just come out day of
1: did you Mm. ever take improv classes growing
2: up no um I did well I did like one drama class in middle school I got all the way up to eighth grade and then in my high school years I was homeschooled Hmm. so um, I had a different way of learning in my high school years. Uh, so I didn't do like a traditional, um, way of learning, uh, you know, how to take, go to school and all that stuff and deal with all the pressures of school and yada, yada, yada. But, um, uh, no, I mean, like I was in a play once in middle school, I was in a drama class once, like one year. Um, outside of that, it was no, I've never really had any kind of like acting classes or improv or anything like that that I can remember. I just know that like when I was young, with my siblings, I'm the oldest of five, mm-hmm. that we would always take my dad's giant like camera like remember the ones that were like so heavy you had to put them on your shoulder
1: mm-hmm. the family
2: cameras and then you put the vhs in the camera yeah mm-hmm. we have one of those and my dad would always make home movies so i was just grabbing the camera at one point i was just kind of running around with it and just taping everybody videotaping everybody we we're doing all kinds of stupid stuff and we we're just improv stupid stuff in the house me and my siblings because we were bored so <laughs> That's like kind of where everything started.
1: You have done in your career so many different fetishes, mm-hmm. so many different characters. Mm-hmm. Do you have a top three fetish loves, or is it just you like doing everything?
2: Um, my well, I love what sells best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that sell the best at this moment are cunt busting, embarrassed naked female, and vor fetish. Um, I definitely have a lot of fun with the cunt busting. I think that's hilarious. I don't do the actual cunt busting; it's just staged. Um, but I incorporate some fun, silly uh, ideas with it. The embarrassed naked female is also really fun. Uh, that's very over-the-top campy acting. Um, so we just do, like, a lead-up to the scene of where I get naked. And then I'm super embarrassed about it. And over-the-top, like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe this is happening to me. I am naked. I'm so embarrassed, mortified, freaking out, yada, yada, yada. Um, Lavor is cool. I mean, it's just... That's just a really hot fetish that everybody that there's a, just a big following for and i just seem to do well with it so um i i just sell well in that category too it might just be because i have a big mouth so everybody gets to see inside of it and <laughs> stuff and it's like oh you get to go inside my mouth and down my throat into my stomach and you get to live there for now um <laughs> But I understand these fetishes enough to where I can carry a scene, and people seem to like it. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm I'm down to clown. Um, but those are my those are my best selling ones. I really really have fun with robot fetish, like ridiculous amounts of fun. I'm so stupid when it comes to being a robot. <laughs> Everybody loves to hire me as a robot. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's one of my favorites, but it's not a big sell for me. I haven't figured out like what is, what, what makes it good to sell? Like, I haven't figured that out just yet. Um, probably because I'm not having a lot of sex. Uh, that's probably why it doesn't sell as much. Cause I do a lot of more goofy stuff with it Mm -hmm. and you can only get so far doing goofy things, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing well in life to where I don't need to like do everything every, where everybody's doing. So, I'm okay with it. Like if if my robot fetish content only sells a little bit versus a lot.
1: Who are your favorite characters to play or oh what types God. of characters?
2: Um, well, I have a character for my foot fetish store, the freaky foot fan. That's one that I created years ago and I still to this day shoot content for um my freaky foot fan is a more or less an imposter uh she basically comes off as playing somebody she's not supposed to be but people mistaken her for something and she just goes along with it and then suddenly the person that you know assumed my role uh suddenly tied up and now is getting their feet worshipped against their will uh because my character has a raging foot fetish. And she freaks out like a nerd, the nerd that she is and just goes to town, like just loses all control and just wildly licks, sucks and drools all over the feet. And and my favorite part of that whole thing with my character is just getting the natural reactions out of my co-stars. Because they are mortified. They don't know what's coming. I never usually, I I sometimes give them a little bit of a heads up, but they really don't know until they are in the trenches with me on that. (laughs) Until they see me completely switch and just go ape shit on their feet. And they're (laughs) like... And, and then I get to look at it all in post when I'm editing the content. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is chef's kiss right here. <laughs> and the best part is that I have a following for that character. I'm like, why? Why do you guys like this? It's not even hot. It's stupid, but they like it. So I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just keep filming. <laughs>
1: Because maybe in their hearts a lot of people feel that same way that they just go mm-hmm. bonkers over a foot. I don't uh, have yeah. a foot fetish. I I don't, I don't either. I know people who do, and it's like, okay, I'm never gonna yuck another's yum. Don't yeah. quite get it. But I have a thing for cat suits, and not everybody has a thing for cat suits. We all mm-hmm. have our things.
2: Mm-hmm. But do you have a thing for somebody in a cat suit acting wildly ridiculous?
1: (laughs) Why, yes, yes, I do.
2: Oh well, then I'm going to have to start filming that now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, we could do something together at FetishCon.
2: We'll have to make a character.
1: I think that would be fun.
2: See, that's what makes it fun: collaborating and making fun, silly, fun content.
1: I actually got to do. My first content over the past year.
2: Oh, okay. I Eep. got
1: to play a villain in the Ultra Girl series. Ah. Which was Aha! great. I was a basically a puff of smoke. Uh, oh. I wore a black zentai.
2: Yeah. And
1: would envelop envelop the ultra girls, but it looked like this smoke monster was totally enveloped. Because I'm, si- you know how big I am. I'm six foot four away, almost about 240. Yeah. And so I yeah. can envelop people and they just disappear inside my hugs. Oh my gosh. And then I actually did some fetish content with uh, a dom who wanted to try some different kinds of things. And I said, sure, I'll give it yeah. a try. Yeah yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I I love doing content. I think it's anytime I can help somebody see their vision um all for that. That's Lots awesome. Lots of fun. Do you have any favorite cosplay characters you you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Scooby Doo ones. Do you have other ones that you like?
2: So um one of my cosplays, and this is strictly PG. I don't incorporate this one into Fetish at all, um, just because of the age of the character. Um, I had a a client of mine uh, commission a cosplay outfit of Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. Mm-hmm. And Vivi is my favorite character uh, from that particular game. And that was actually my favorite Final Fantasy game because that was the first one I was ever introduced to. So um, that character is my favorite and I got I got a cosplay made of it and I actually got to wear it last year to Dragon Con and it was amazing because it's I almost got it like spitting image of the actual character, but I had it kind of created more to fit my body type because that character is meant to be short. Mm-hmm. So uh, we revised it a little bit to kind of fit it more for me in a um, in a very PG setting. Uh, I didn't want to sexualize that character at all because I just didn't think it was appropriate. But that's my favorite one, and um, I'm gonna wear it again to Dragon Con this year. And uh, I, I may even revise it a little bit more uh, and add some more fabric to it um, and kind of try to make it a little bit more. Um, exact to the character. Um we just have to see how I can make it work based on my body type because I'm five foot six. So but yeah that that's one of my favorites. And um this year we are also and when I say we it is uh me, Irene Silver, Gia Love, and Kendra Allure are going to, we've already uh are in the works of commissioning for uh, a Ginyu gang, the Ginyu Force from Dragon Ball Z. So we've already got our characters picked out which ones we want to be. And all four of us are gonna roll up and do all kinds of ginyu force goofy poses because that's what they did, which is just like it just screams me all day long. So I'm I'm hyper excited about that too. And then um as far as other characters that I like, um I really haven't taken the time to really figure out which ones I like. I just I just see oh uh Waluigi, I I still have to figure out how to put that one together, um, but there was a lot of Waluigi's at Dragon Con last year, it made me super <laughs> happy. But I was I was actually Luigi and Gio was Mario, so we were parading around Mario Luigi, uh, sexy versions of, and that was fun. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, we did, and then we had our own little like uh shell backpacks and everything and um yeah we had we had little uh baby Mario and Luigi so we had each others and then we just put it on our tops so then they just carted around so if we ever got lost we had our our counterparts in our in our shirt with us <laughs> that was fun so how, we did that yeah
1: how difficult is touring
2: <sighs> it takes a lot out of you it 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 depends on also what you're doing a lot of people do the wrestling and the wrestling physically takes a lot out of you um i'm actually taking next year off of touring because um it is not only taking a lot out of me physically but mentally and i need to start figuring out a, a routine at home um and also with my production, like I'm still on top of my production, five new updates a week between all three of my sites. And it's hard to do. It's like two full-time jobs and they both pay well. Um, but, uh, it just, it, it affects me too much where I'm just scrambling all the time. I don't have time for my family. Um, and I'm like up late hours of the night or super early in the morning and I get a lot of brain fog. And um with the injuries that I've sustained from wrestling, now I have to see chiropractors, massage therapists, and it's on a cry- cryotherapist, mm-hmm. um, on a weekly basis. Um, so that financially adds up. Um it, it you know, it's just a trade-off with the touring and stuff. It's good money, but it's, it's short lived. Honestly, I'm going to be 37 next month and I'm just tired. So I started in around uh, 2018, I think. That's Mm -hmm. when I think, um, Megan and I started our first tour. So I've been at it for five years. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to start slowly seeing my way out of it. It's just, I just have to be able to sustain the, like the income from just one job now instead of two. So as long as I can do that and still, and be at home and just have, you know, make the money off of my websites and, and all that stuff. And I should be gravy. I should be able to enjoy just being more at home and stuff. I'll still make trips once in a blue moon, but not at the at the pace that I'm at right now. It's just a lot. And, and I mean, like, I'm getting married in 11 days, and I just want to be able to kind of enjoy life at home now.
1: Well, I am so happy for you. Like I said, we, we became kind of buddies last year, and, and just yeah. getting to know the wonderful person that is you, Having you find happiness makes me so extraordinarily happy. Yeah. As you look ahead, at, let's say the next ten years, what's Teramizu doing?
2: Um. Well, Tara now has a um, multiple websites currently. Tara also has two properties. Um, so Tara is living in one and renting one. And the game plan is, um, I would like to acquire a few more properties. Um, so then I can, you know, rent them and live off the land. That, that would be the end goal. If I cut touring out, that may slow things down financially. Um, so I don't really... I'm not, it's kind of just like a see how it goes Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I kind of just want to see how it plays out next year um, with me not touring and um, see what, where the income is with that. I mean, I know already as it is, a lot of people have already started slowing down with spending their money. I've seen that in all the tours that I've done so far this year. so. That I'm glad that I'm like, okay, well, it seems like I'm not going to be missing out on a lot of money because it's, it's definitely like slowed things down this year so far. So I, I know I'm going in the right direction by just like taking a step back and just like decompressing at home and, and stuff like that. But I definitely need to see that I can, I need to really kick it in high gear at home with my my production and um, producing content and figuring out another way to bring in that that lost income so then I can continue to plan, you know, doing things like buying more properties and seeing you know the light at the end of that tunnel being able to just do the real estate thing. That's what I would like to do. Um, at least I got a good head start with what I have now. I'm happy with that. So, it's um, it's something. It's a good something. I'm, I'm happy with it. I just, I want to see more of it.
1: I appreciate you helping share the human side of what you do, mm-hmm. because a lot of people who listen to our show have come to realize that we are all about the authenticity and the human side of things.
2: Yeah people don't people keep forgetting that we are also human. Yeah. I do go to the grocery store as well and have to figure out what I'm going to buy there. <laughs> I have to walk my dog down the street and and wait until he's good and ready to come back inside.
1: <laughs> it's a lot. But it's good to see that you have them both in a good balance.
2: Mhm. Definitely.
1: I can't wait to see you at FetishCon.
2: Yeah.
1: I can't wait to see you actually being the living logo. Oh man, you're such just bobbing am- around.
2: And- yeah,
1: <laughs> it's such an amazing outfit. First of all, but
2: so I got I got most of it. Um, we are still waiting on an arm binder, and I have yet to get the hood. But I got the shoes, and I got the cat suit. And I don't know if I'm going to also be wearing, like, the leather straps that was put on me originally from that um, that video shoot that I had mm-hmm. with the producer. That was his. Um, it would be cool because it was, like, a nice accent piece. Um, <laughs> maybe he'll just bring it. But, I mean, it would be really cool to have, uh, like, one of my own. But um, I guess we'll just see.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to not only seeing you on the red carpet, but just getting to see you hopping around that wonderful hotel because you always had the biggest smile on your face. And whenever I would see you with, with Gia or Irene, or mm-hmm. and you just were always so happy. And I loved the energy of being around you and look forward to doing that again.
2: Yay. Yay. I can't wait. It's going to be fun.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And uh, I wish you nothing but your dreams coming true.
2: Aw, thank you. Yay, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me.
1: She is so much fun and I am happy to call her friend and look forward to seeing her when we make it down to FetishCon 2023. Thanks to Teramisu for being on the show. And if you get an opportunity to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to help out the show and help our effort to try to get more shows on the road, we would greatly appreciate it. You can do that by going to bit.ly slash thanks I would appreciate it. And that will do it for this edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dayton Kinky. I am John, also known as Hi There, Catsuit, and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always.
0: What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at What Women Want P1, on Instagram at What Women Want Podcasts for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. And now, select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.